Here's a message from Ken Lavica. I promise you that we had something scintillating, something intellectual to discuss to get our week going. But Chris Coquel has completely blown it up because he has brought cereal to the office, to the office for lunch. This is in no way acceptable to me. Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Get set. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Golden Grams in Tupperware. That's what Chris Coquel has for lunch. Grown-ass Chris Coquel will be eating for lunch. Father of two, coach of many on the high school football field over the years. And he starts NFL Draft Week by bringing Golden Grams in Tupperware for lunch. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel here from the Phillips Point Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach, right off the Intracoastal, the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. So I promise that we're going to get to a draft. I promise we're going to get to what's a no-hitter and what's not a no-hitter. We're going to get through all of these things, including know your draft, and give you a chance to hang out Thursday at the Palm Beach Kennel Club with us for day one of the NFL draft. But this is very important because Chris Coquel, five minutes ago, I'm sitting just getting regular prep done for the show, the final, the, the final moments of prep, if you will, and he brings out a big Tupperware with golden grams in them and says, well, here's my lunch, and just walks out of the room where I'm at like, <laughs> like it was nothing, like nothing happened, like there was nothing where I would say to myself, wait, what? Those are golden grams in Tupperware, and that's your lunch? Coquel, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking, of course. That's a little bit of an offensive question, and HR will be notified in a little bit, but I am 41. 41 years old. Okay, let's go through the tale of the tape. Chris Coquel, age 41. We're not going to go height and weight, right? We no, 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 no. I just <laughs> ended the age. It's fine. But father of two, uh, a, a, a really, you're a responsible father of two. I think so. Uh, here at ESPN West Palm, you have a lot of duties, uh, like, <laughs> actually, duties. <laughs> like jobs, and actually lots of duties, no matter how you put it. Um, but you, you, you have a lot of responsibility here. You're uh-huh. someone that uh, there is a, a lot put on his plate because you're a leader. You also have spent the vast majority of your adult life coaching and molding young men on the football field. And in the classroom. And in the classroom as a math teacher. At age 41, Coquel is now in the office life. He works at an office. We are a fairly successful company here at ESPN West Palm. Uh, We have a fairly successful radio show right now here, middays, Monday through Friday on ESPN West Palm. And you are still, at age 41, bringing cereal to the office for lunch. Now, are you putting milk in this cereal? Do you eat it dry? Do you eat it with your fingers? How is this happening? Oh, we have milk in the fridge. We have a refrigerator. <laughs> so, I brought milk in on, last, on Thursday. <laughs> so, so the picture that came out late last week of the milk in our fridge, that is your milk for your cereal lunch. Well, no, it was originally I bought it because everyone sat around. We got our new coffee machine back in because they took that away from, oh, that's co- back? from COVID. Yeah. Oh, which got taken away, uh, even though it's a single serve coffee machine. You. Not really sure the whole, but whatever. I wasn't here, neither here nor there. Uh-huh. So everyone was like, oh, we have no creamer. And everybody just looked at each other. <laughs> so I was like, all right. <laughs> so, I, so I bought a half gallon of milk. Uh-huh. And it's in there, and then I was today. I was like, "What am I gonna have for lunch?" And I'm looking, and a big yellow, bright, shiny box of Golden Grams is glowing off my shelf. And I was like, "Ah, but then I'm am I gonna put milk in it now? It's gonna be soggy. Car ride may spill. Just not gonna work out." And then I thought, I put milk in the office fridge. I have this box of Golden Grams. We have Tupperware. Lunch is served. Now, <laughs> bon appetit. Now, you did another thing that I know you do this regularly, but it still confounds me. Uh, before every show, you also brush your teeth at the office. You, you not not. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you brush your teeth as you I leave do the that house. at home too. But yes. Before the show, for some reason, you always brush your teeth. So one, this isn't your your personal condo. Okay, you've got <laughs> milk in the fridge. It's a good. Chance. You're brushing your teeth in the bathroom. Yeah, I was going to say the way your home life is going, there's a good chance you're going to be holed up here for a while. Uh, but but you just run into the bathroom and you brush your teeth. 
to come back in and then jump on the mic for the show. Why do you why do you brush your teeth at the office? My breath needs to smell good for the audience. <laughs> why do you do that? What is it about you? Why do you brush um, your teeth? Why I, here? Well, I, before the show, I usually pound my coffee, and that's when I finish it, my iced coffee. And I hate the residual coffee on my teeth. So I brush my teeth because I don't like the feeling in my mouth. I have... Um, I have worked in an office for a long time in my life. Um, going back to when I was in college, uh, my mother's real estate company in the summers, I would go help there, and that was cubicle life. And coming to ESPN West Palm, I've, I've worked in this office for 15 years. I have never in my life, and there have been some weird people that have rolled through here, some odd people, some unconventional people, if you will. You, Chris Coquel, are at the top. You are the single weirdest person one of the single most eccentric people that I've ever met and shared this office with. Period. Because I brush my... I'm sorry that everyone around no, ESPN it's, West... Maybe we need better dental hygiene around here. It's it's the cereal for lunch. It's the brushing the teeth to get the residual coffee you, off of you, your you teeth. You know the film? It's gross. Chris Coquel. It's like a slime that sits on your teeth. You don't feel that after you drink coffee. No. You're drinking no. a sugary... Your teeth are going to rot away. And I, uh, I, I have terrible teeth. It's zero sugar, by the way. Yeah, zero it, yeah, sugar zero monster. Zero sugar means fake sugar, which is worse for your teeth. Zero sugar, thank you which very is worse much. And 10 calories. Okay? Keeping the figure. But at age 41, father of two, high school football coach Chris Coquel. Is it acceptable as an adult... To eat cereal for lunch at the office. This is important because I'm sure that many of you, and I know that sometimes the office now in this pandemic era is your home. So I suppose it's a little bit different. But if you still go into a physical office or have ever worked in an office, is it acceptable for a 41-year-old man, Any an adult, to eat, lu- uh, to eat cereal for breakfast? 888-760. Um, I think it's acceptable if they have cereal for breakfast. To eat cereal for lunch. I totally blew that. Let me repose that. Well, you didn't because this is the most important meal of the day. That bowl of Golden Grams, and people always say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So you're right. But breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Why? Why does that get a better Because it, it gets, it, you've been sleeping, you've been inactive for 8, 9, 10 hours, and so this is your first energy boost of the day that's why breakfast that's why notable people say it's the most important meal of the day oh you're one of those notable people say (laughs) it's common it's common sense science is it acceptable for an adult an adult believe in science in this country is it acceptable for an adult to eat breakfast to eat cereal for lunch at the office Cereal for lunch at the office. An adult man, 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Let's go to Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. And the uh, the first tweet is from Big Punisher 305 Cereal is acceptable any time of the day. So an early endorsement for Coquel's cereal eating in the office. And again, is it acceptable for a grown man to eat cereal for lunch in an office setting, 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Uh, at Carl Bleich tweets at us, any lunch that doesn't smell, uh, smell bad to the point where it bothers others is acceptable. People got to mind their own business. Now, I'm someone that has taken that risk before, Coquel. I have done the <laughs> bring seafood into the office and try and pass it off as like chicken. I've tried to do that before, and it didn't. Uh, it, I got away with it to an extent, but I also was nervous about it. So yeah, I suppose. But again, this is cereal. You're 41 years old. Why not just a, a sandwich, maybe a brioche bun, perhaps? Uh, lunch meat is fine, but Golden Grams in Tupperware with the milk that you've stored in the office refrigerator. The number one cereal in the country. Is it really? According to prices at Publix, <laughs> stuff's expensive. Golden Grams. Golden Why don't Grams. they get like the, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, buy one, get one? That never falls in that range. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, who do we have weighing in on this? I held it up for you, but you know, whatever. Brad and Boynton. Brad and Boynton. You're on Ken Levick Alive with the very important NFL Draft Week conversation. Should adults at the office be eating cereal for lunch? In my opinion, yes. No problem. No problem at all. So uh, uh, do you work in an office, Brad? I do not, but if I did, I would have cereal for lunch. That's right. See? I appreciate the call. My boy Brad doesn't work. So far, this has been overwhelmingly in favor of you. I thought it was weird, but maybe I'm the one who's a little bit off here. Uh, And uh, then we get uh, Billy the Marxist, at Billy the Marxist. 
I don't give a bleep what you eat as long as it doesn't linger over to my space and stink up my day. I'll take a co-worker eating cereal to a co-worker micro- uh, microwaving leftover salmon any day of the week. Or like broccoli. Yeah, I, I have definitely done the salmon thing. I've definitely done it. And I've, I've heated it up for like 20 seconds and then like raced it out of the microwave into a back part. Yeah, it smells terrible. What, I don't see the problem eating. What does it matter if I eat my cereal at 7 in the morning or at 2 by the time I'll finally sit down? And then there's the brushing of the teeth. Do you brush your teeth at the office? Because I thought this would be the one that you got the overwhelming support on. And uh, you're getting support on cereal for lunch. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Because I have known people in junior high and high school that would bring Uh, a toothbrush to school and brush their teeth in the school bathrooms. I've known people that have brought their toothbrush to the office, but I've always felt like, do that stuff at home. We're talking saliva. We're talking spitting in the sinks. Do that at home. Don't do that at the office. I make sure I wipe down the sink after. I actually do. (laughs) My wife, thank God she doesn't listen to our show, but she would be mad because I'd never wipe down the sink at home. I always just rush out, and I wipe it down here, though. So you've got, like, the little balls of dried-up toothpaste in this sink. Like, every four days, I notice <laughs> it, and I have to clean it up. And kind of. You know where I get into trouble with that is um, if you're shaving, if you're trimming the beard, and you still have some of those little uh, stuck pieces of toothpaste, some of the hair will stick to the yeah, toothpaste. It's, it's not a good look. And then that's when your wife texts you during the day, this is unacceptable. She'll send, Vivian will send pictures of it to me and say, this is unacceptable. And then I know I've screwed up. And that uh, part of me out of spite doesn't clean it up. She doesn't listen anyway. <laughs> you're, you are going to be living here. Like it, it's, you're, you're pretty much one foot out the door if you're Don't home I right already. <laughs> yeah, you, you sort of do. Uh, so grown man eating lunch cereal at the office. Is this acceptable? 888-760-3776. And do you brush your teeth at the office? 888-760-3776. I can't believe you have a problem with me brushing my teeth. I just, how many times during the day are you going to brush your teeth? Like, why? You did it once. Let the day, have some gum, chew some sugarless gum, and then at night, make sure that you brush your teeth again. I don't think you need to do it during the day. You can floss if you'd like, but I don't understand the whole full-fledged toothbrushing thing. At MyCurse3 on Twitter, do people actually brush their teeth in the office? Is this a thing? I've just never heard of it before. Well, Coquel's living it. I'm living it because of Coquel. So why should I be? Why should I keep the filth on my teeth? If my teeth don't feel clean, why wouldn't I brush them? Couldn't you bring just a little bottle of uh, mouthwash? Yeah, but that's not like you're really cleaning. No, you're you're, you're just killing the this, stink germs. Yeah, the but, bacteria. But it still doesn't feel clean. I need that clean feeling on my teeth. That slime and that filth needs to go away. Coquel, the weirdest office mate. Why? I why have am ever I weird? Had. Because the rest of the listeners of ESPN West Palm have rotten mouths. He, he is a man. Brush your teeth, people. He is a man who is going to dine upon Golden Grams. Uh, again, he has two sons. He is a high school football coach and a teacher. Before he entered ESPN West Palm in his current role, and he will be dining upon cereal for lunch, and he brushes his teeth at the office. Is it acceptable for a grown person to eat cereal for lunch at the office and brush their teeth at the office. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. On Twitter, at ESPN West Palm, our polls, do you brush your teeth at the office? 76% of people say no. Is cereal an acceptable lunch for an adult who works in an office setting? 68% of people say yes. Go, Cal. The majority is behind you there. I don't understand why people don't do the toothbrush. Maybe that's something that we need to do. As a country to get better. Maybe we wouldn't have pandemics breaking out if everybody cleaned their mouths a little bit more. I don't think that's how the pandemic spread. By the way, who does ordering for our office? Uh, I think Laura Miser. Because we're out of toothpaste, Laura. <laughs> so if you could uh, pick some up, we'd have no more toothpaste in the office. <laughs> 888-760-3776 888-760-ESPN uh, We're going to play Know Your Draft later on in the show uh, A chance for you to hang out with Coquel and I And he'll bring his toothbrush and maybe his cereal To PBKC Thursday night Paddock Restaurant Night one of the NFL Draft It is us two We'll be broadcasting live at six San Antonio Holmes is going to be there A full buffet is going to be there Drinks are going to be there And oh yeah, 146 TVs and two jumbo screens For you to watch night one of the NFL draft and all you have to do today to get there with us is play know your draft we will do that about 20 minutes from now but when we return 
The NFL Network proposed something over the weekend that I completely poo-pooed until I thought about it a little bit more today. And does it make sense for the Ravens to get a quarterback and say farewell to Lamar Jackson? We'll explain this next. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine Studios, Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-3 on the new ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Lavica and Chris Coquel. It sounds preposterous until you actually talk it through. The Ravens trying to trade up for a quarterback and part ways with Lamar Jackson like they're graduating him, like they're functioning as a college I'll explain in just a moment. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. Got you till 1 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. And it is roughly around, oh, I don't know, 107, 108, when every single day the Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel podcast is ready for your consumption. Wherever you get your podcast, you subscribe to it, you rate it, you listen to it, you hold it to your bosom, and you do what you want with it. It's the Ken Levick Alive podcast. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel every single day after we wrap here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Coquel directed me to this over the weekend, and I try and keep as much distance from Coquel as I can each weekend because, to be quite honest, five days is enough, five consecutive days. But there are some times where we do communicate, go back and forth, and uh, this is one of the things that Coquel brought up to me over the weekend. This was Bucky Brooks from the NFL Network who was discussing the Ravens over the weekend. Now, the Ravens have two picks in the first round, they acquired one of them with the Orlando Brown trade that they made with the Kansas City Chiefs. They have equity to maybe get themselves into the teens, and uh, as we continue to follow reports, it looks like one of the quarterbacks that we've been discussing over the last couple of weeks may fall, and Justin Fields appears to be one of those quarterbacks that could fall a bit. And in a pure hypothetical, Bucky Brooks discussed the Ravens potentially doing something so out of the realm of reality that I had to listen to it multiple times before I came into the office today. This is Bucky Brooks over the weekend on NFL Network. John Harbaugh, his words, he said, we are the army of the NFL. I just wanted a scenario, if Justin Fields happened to fall low enough where he's within range, if the Baltimore Ravens decide to really go all in on this army approach, meaning they take a collegiate approach to the quarterback position, they cash in on a blue chip, they take Justin Fields, and then maybe they operate like a college team. One quarterback graduates, the other quarterback steps into the starter's role, you now have the opportunity to keep a starting quarterback potentially on a young deal, build up the rest of the assets, and then play smash mouth football the way that they play and continue to build a better team around the quarterback. It's something to think about. It's something to think about, and think about it I did. Thank you for that, Bucky. Uh, it seems preposterous initially. Lamar Jackson, MVP two seasons ago, just came off of his first playoff win this past year. Uh, one of the faces of the NFL and uh, the Ravens potentially getting into a spot where they can get Justin Fields as the Lamar Jackson heir apparent, not offer Lamar Jackson an extension as he goes into his fifth-year option on his rookie contract, saying farewell to Lamar, and now Justin Fields is your new quarterback. It seems absolutely absurd, and Coquel's shaking his head right now. He's the ultra-Lamar Jackson fan, and it is ridiculous. It's purely ridiculous, right, Coquel? Like, there's, how could any rational human being actually think, ah, yes, an NFL team should go that route? Ken, if you had your team play 37 games, what would you want their record to be? 37-0. and You're such a turd. What would you want their record to be? I don't know, 37-0. and Like, what's an acceptable oh. record? <laughs> Got, I hate you. <laughs> trying to punch you in the face Guide today. me, guide me, come on. Uh, 37 games, uh, 27-10. and 10. Lamar Jackson is 30 and 7 as a starter. Wow. 30 and 7. Let's get rid of him. Lamar Jackson, full time starter, 13 and 3. Yes, they lost first round of the playoffs. Second year as a full time starter, 11 and 4, right? And that's with COVID coming back from COVID and the year we had, the weird year with no receivers. 
and won a playoff game. Like, what more can this guy do before people just buy in and realize he's one of the top quarterbacks in the draft? We love the Snead family around here, right? Mm -hmm. But Willie Snead is not a number one. Can we have a number one, please? Please? Hollywood Brown's not a number one. He's a number three, maybe a number two. Lamar has had no one to throw to. And I keep hearing his completion percentage is so low. And now the new status, because when people actually look at the numbers, they go, oh, he's not even that low. He's 65% in the two years. Oh, but his his completions aren't in the right zone. They're on the receiver's hands. They're off to the side. That's a legit thing that is flying around social media right now. That his completions are off target. <laughs> Maybe it's because his receivers aren't open. Get a guy who creates separation. They have no receiver who can create separation. You know when you throw the ball off target? When the defender's blanketing your number four receiver, you're masking as a number one. So, obviously... It's an absurd premise. It, 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 I, and I couldn't believe initially that the NFL Network, someone like Bucky Brooks, who's been along for a long time and is a known quantity, uh, that he would, would jump on television like that and say something like that. But then I thought about it a little bit more. And while I still thought it was insane, let's just look at it at its face, okay? The running back position in the NFL, I think if Bucky Brooks took out quarterback and inserted running back into, hey, you get him on a rookie deal and then you just move on every single time that rookie deal expires, we wouldn't have we wouldn't think anything of it. We wouldn't talk about it on this show. It wouldn't have made headlines. People wouldn't react to it on social media. Is there any scenario? Because I actually, the more I think about it, don't hate the concept in order to keep yourself out of salary cap hell, and that's sort of the situation the Ravens are finding themselves in right now. They're on the precipice of salary cap hell. Um, Would it actually be a feasible football idea to draft first-round quarterbacks, have them for five seasons after their mandatory four-year contract, fifth-year option comes to an end, and then go ahead and just recycle the process? And in that process, maybe you're trading that rookie contract, if he was really, really good, a pro bowler, an MVP in Lamar Jackson's case, right now, your football mind, Coquel, what could the Ravens get for Lamar Jackson? I would think they'd get at least two ones, maybe a third. I think definitely a third, maybe a four. I don't know, because I think there's still that bias in the league for the style of quarterback he is. And I think no matter what we can say, like the coaches have changed. It's still old white money, right? Mm-hmm. That's who runs these teams. I hate to say it like that, but that's who runs these teams. They're going to still look at, I want my traditional quarterback to be what it's always been. Well, my face of my franchise. I mean, from a pure business standpoint, is it a good idea to trade? And I can't believe this is what the draft process has done to me, but it's broken me, Cocal, to trade your once MVP quarterback, getting to the conclusion of his rookie deal, and going to get a Justin Fields and starting over. Is this a good idea? 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. I sort of think that it's a a good idea depending on the circumstance. It makes sound business sense. It saves you from salary cap situations. Damn it, if you trust your draft, uh, you're getting a ton of compensation in return potentially. Would it be unconventional? Absolutely. Is it bad? I don't think so. You're a Tua lover. I do love Tua. So here in Miami, would we right now, he's played one year, three years, you're letting him walk. No matter what, no matter what, because clearly it doesn't matter what he does because Lamar has done everything. So you're signing up now, let him play. So I guess if we go fifth-year extension, let him play four more years and then get rid of him no matter what's happened. But it's not a fair comparison right now because I need Tua to take the field to raise his value because right now, what are you getting for Tua if you try to trade him? Bucky Brooks isn't saying trade Lamar Jackson. Well, I'm saying He's saying play him out and let him graduate and go on to the next one. That's monumentally stupid. That is stupid. If you just let Lamar Jackson play five years and then let him go into free agency, that's dumb. And maybe it's a good faith showing from you, but there's no way I'm doing this Bucky Brooks, the Ravens go the college route and let Lamar Jackson, quote-unquote, graduate and bring in Justin Fields if I'm not trying to get any sort of value for Lamar Jackson. That's stupid. Because if that we're trading, it it's what the Jets did, basically. If they mm-hmm. just kept him one more year, well, they couldn't because he was going to – no, they could have kept him one more year and then traded him. 
Right. what the Jets did. Right. Yeah. They, it, they grabbed, but again, but Sam Darnold. But it's a much Darnold, tougher year. Sam Darnold was not nearly ever at the level of Lamar Jackson. And no one knows what he is yet. He could be really good. Joe Douglas. Well, that's what the Panthers the Jets, are hoping. And the Jets GM still speaks really highly of him. And Jet fans, I think, still know, like, Sam Darnold never had a chance. So they don't know what he is. But Lamar Jackson has done everything right. So why are you looking to the next? Let's just, if you're a general manager and you have a guy like Lamar Jackson who's won an MVP, you know you're getting three first-round picks, maybe four first-round picks. I'm using my hypothetical because the graduate hypothetical where he just plays out five years and leaves, it's so dumb. You're not getting four for these guys that you're going to trade because you got to think, we were the big talk was can you get four for Deshaun Watson, off-field stuff aside, and people weren't sure if you could get four. I mean, this guy's an MVP. This guy's a dynamic MVP. But even so, you're getting three first-round picks. Fine. Three first-round picks. You're an NFL GM. Do you try and trade up this year to get Justin Fields if you're the Ravens and then try and deal Lamar Jackson after this season? Get the max value for him and just start over like your army, like you're a college team. 888-760-3776. Is this a good idea? 888-760-3776. The better idea here, though, for these teams is just because someone ends their contract, you don't have to make your now starting quarterback's Second contract, the highest quarterback ever. The problem is we take all these average guys. I call it the the Ryan Tannehill experience. They pay him the max money like he's a franchise quarterback. That's the problem. That's where all these teams but get that's, in trouble. That's not going to change, though. But you either have franchise guys or, or don't pay him at all. Why can't teams start saying, hey, we're not going to give you $30 million. We're going to give you $19 million a year. Because That's where some of these guys should fall. That's where the problem's going to... You look the, at the top 10 paid quarterbacks, Ken. You got Golf, Cousins, and Wentz all in there. Yeah, but that, market's, that market's not going to change. Like, that's been left in the distant past. But if teams that stop position's paying, not going if to. they stop paying every single quarterback like their franchise guys, it'll come back to reality. But where are you putting that money? Where else are you investing that money in? Because the market's the market. The quarterback, we talked about this last week, quarterback is the single most important position, any team, any sport. The Lions, so, of course, the money's going to be like that. The Lions are going to win with Jared Goff making $33 million. They're not. Okay, but that's what his rate is on the market. That's what it dictates he's worth. Now, maybe his next contract won't be that, but at the time he signed that coming off of a Super Bowl, that is what but not for his him. worth was. Ryan Tallinn isn't worth $30 million. Did he go to an AFC Championship game? Did he lead the NFL in red zone touchdowns? Yeah, after he got traded and discarded okay. on that contract, though. But then what they're going to say, what the Titans are going to say, is, oh, he always had it, and we maximized him. Carson Wentz isn't worth $32 million no, for the Colts. No, I, I completely agree. So the like, Colts overpaid. I, I mean, the Colts are, are overpaying him. So why not, instead of doing this radical thing like Buckle Brooks, overpaid him first. Yeah, and let him walk, why not say, hey, this is what we're going to offer you? And let other teams overpay. Because why wouldn't you get value? It's so dumb not to get value. That's the whole point of this. I think if teams were smarter, though, they wouldn't have to pay these bum quarterbacks, or not bums, but second-rate quarterbacks, second-tier quarterbacks, first-tier money. It's but, the only position we do that with. Uh, I under, Because, again, it's the most important position of any sport, any team sport, quarterback more, in the NFL. More of the reason to value it properly. But, they, but the market will never, ever, ever... It will never, ever, ever translate it like that. That's why it you end up overpaying. Look at baseball. A, a good hitter in the cleanup spot is going to get over. Giancarlo Stanton, you think he's worth what the Yankees are paying him? I mean, he's basically getting paid $10 million a strikeout. But they have no cap. I understand that. But he also does not, he, he is not worth that contract but he was because and still is because the market dictates that if his contract expired tomorrow despite all his struggles with the yankees he would sign a similar deal with the angels uh by friday because again it's so hard to push those down what we've seen with the running back position how insignificant it's come in terms of its value and what backs are paid and how much uh fluctuation there is and how much change there is in backfields that's rare that's extremely rare and so the money would still be there but the quarterback position would change like the running back position does. Now, I think that's realistic, and I don't think Bucky Brooks is necessarily insane. His concept is is sound, but again, 
are they actually, would they actually entertain that? No. And you can have a similar conversation with Josh Allen, right? Like Josh Allen's in the same spot. He's going to be entering a fifth-year option. He doesn't have a contract extension yet. Now, in the hypothetical, the Bills don't have the the assets to move up, like potentially, depending where Fields went, uh, the, the Ravens would. But Josh Allen, if you're a Bills fan, would you say, hey, bye, Josh, we're going to go get another first-round quarterback, and we'll just build around you? No, everybody praises Josh Allen in his every move. Everybody's all over him. It's Josh Allen Josh certainly Allen does right feel like he is much more widely widely accepted than Lamar Jackson is. Which, to be fair, wasn't the case this time last year. But you know what they did for him? They got him a number one receiver. It's amazing. Quarterbacks are better when receivers are open. What? Like, come on. Why? When is Lamar Jackson going to get his fair chance? That does bring me to this. With the NFL draft approaching on Thursday night, outside of the quarterback position, what is the most important position to draft on Thursday night? Because we talked about the Dolphins. The Dolphins are going to, it appears, have an extremely tricky decision to make on Thursday night. I'm glad you brought up the draft, Ken. What are you doing? Today is Mock Draft Monday. No, no, no. Draft week is here. We've been waiting all offseason for draft week. No, It's Mock Draft Monday. First of all, we never discussed a mock draft Monday. You're just making this up as you go along. You know how I feel about mock drafts. It's widely I, regarded as mock, mock draft Monday. I've never heard of that, and I hate mock drafts. I absolutely despise mock drafts. I'm not allowing you to do this. We are not doing this. It's not happening, okay? Do we not have do to. This. It's no, a holiday. We're not, we're not doing it. Is it. A, you're just going to ignore the hashtag, the show tweet. I don't know who put it up there, but it said hashtag mock draft Monday. When, so we, the thing? when we come back... We are going to discuss the NFL draft, and we are going to discuss what the Dolphins are going to do in the NFL draft. With the first pick in the Chris Coquel mock draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars take Trevor Lawrence. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka, and I'm live Wait, on ESP. Number two. Do we do two? Do we do it? Do we do it? Yes? No? Give me a nod. Give me so. Don't just. You're not moving. Your face isn't moving. I feel like you're do frozen you on want. Zoom and we're in do person. Whatever, do whatever you want. Are you want. frozen or are you there? Do whatever you want. You sure? Yeah. Are you going to get mad at me? No, do whatever you want. I'm already past mad. I am already past mad. With the second pick in the Coquel mock draft, the Jets select Zach Wilson, BYU. There is no drama to this at all. ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. Ken and Coquel like putting things in number order. Order, order, order. Five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the electrical standings. All right, Coquel, today, best hard candies. Best hard candies. Five through one. Coquel, go. Number five, Jolly Ranchers. Number four, Starlight Mints. That's those red and white peppermint. Yeah, I got it. Number three, Werther's Original. Number two, Atomic Fireballs. Almost number one because they're atomic. But number one... Good old-fashioned butterscotch. Best hard candies. Number five, Dad's Root Beer Barrels Candy. Number four, Werther's Originals. Number three, Sour Atomic Warheads. Number two, Lemonheads. And number one, Jolly Ranchers. Those are your electrical standings on a Monday. Hey, I am a big, big fan of Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. Want to know why? Well, because they rule, because they're tops, because they're the best, and because of them, I am driving around in a beautiful, I mean an absolutely gorgeous, I mean an absolutely amazing Kia K5 GT. It is far and away the sickest car that I have ever had, that I have ever driven. I feel so big time driving it around. It is sporty, it is family oriented, and it's got outstanding fuel mileage because I drive all over the place. Saturday, I was down in Dade County. This morning, I'm here in Palm Beach County doing the
the show. And right now at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach, payments on us sale. Don't miss the final days of the payments on us sale at Greenway Kia of West Palm. Purchase or lease any new Kia on their lot. They're going to give you your first nine months of payments off. Plus, you keep all of the rebates as well. Mention this ad. Receive a flat screen TV with your new Kia purchase. Visit GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com for more details. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com for more details. Mike and George and all the folks at Greenway West Palm Beach Kia are going to take care of you. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. So it is starting to uh, make me nervous here, Coquel, that um, it seems like a lot of teams, a lot of teams like Kyle Pitts. I know that's breaking news, but it is certainly starting to occur to me that Kyle Pitts is in high demand. The Gators tight end going into uh, Thursday night. Uh, We're starting to see a lot of Falcons interest in Pitts. Falcons interest in Pitts. Falcons at four interest in Pitts. And that is concerning to me because my draft crush is Kyle Pitts. And so it also feels like um, the Dolphins may not be able to even be in the discussion, in the conversation with Kyle Pitts. And I thought for sure two weeks ago he would be there still, and now I, I just I don't think that that's going to uh, be the case. We were worried about the Bengals initially, and now it looks like it's the Falcons. They're going to ruin the party. Uh, I still thought the Falcons might go quarterback. It's not going to be the case. But it got me thinking because the Dolphins now are in a spot where a tight end is off the board, and it is clear that teams – value the tight end it is clear that the tight end has become an absolute must have position now with any sort of offense that's worth anything in the nfl and i there's this school of thought and we've discussed it hey go get protection for your quarterback especially your young quarterback if penny sewell's still there for the dolphins why don't you go get him um these receivers this is one of the best receiver classes we've seen but it's a receiver and i i was reading over the weekend something in pro football focus where uh basically the premise was i'll take an elite tight end over an elite wide receiver any day in the nfl and i don't know if i necessarily agree with that but i can see where you're coming from cuz you want to dominate the middle of the field you want that presence in the middle of the field you want that matchup problem um uh, and uh, so with with no Kyle Pitts potentially at 6 the dolphins do have a decision to make is it going to be a wide receiver is it going to be a tackle or is it going to be a trade down into the draft to get a receiver what's going to best help your quarterback and I'm a bit torn on this because I hate the thought of the Dolphins getting an offensive tackle but if Pitts isn't there I'm sort of warming up to it a little bit and it 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 just flies in the face of everything that I believe in in the draft which is go get your skill position guy go get your elite guy but man Jamar Chase is big time I understand that Devontae Smith is big time absolutely but what if Penny Sewell's still there? It's not going to be popular with the fan base, but I also don't think it's a bad pick, and I hate that I think that. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I really do, and I almost think the Dolphins trade back then in that spot if Kyle Pitts does go to Atlanta. Number. Well, no, good number? news for you, Ken. Good news for you and your Miami Dolphins because in the Coquel Mock Draft here on Mock Draft Monday, the Falcons are going to take Justin Fields. They're going to move on from Matt Ryan and take Fields. The Bengals follow it up, taking the offensive lineman and Penny Sewell. And guess who's sitting there at six in the Chris Coquel Mock Draft? That's right, Kyle Pitts, tight end Florida. Did you just do the rest of your you, – you just did four picks at one time. Well, there's 30 picks. We got a lot of my, and then when we get to we round, are not we, do- by Thursday when we get into round three, oh, you got to see where I have Seth Williams from Auburn going the wide receiver steal of the draft. We are not doing thirty picks today. Yeah, we're doing two rounds. First draft day, two rounds. No, sixty today. No. Yeah, I mean we got a lot of show left. We got till one o'clock. I mean, why don't we just shut down everything else? We could talk seven, seven. We've been talking about these wide receivers forever. Jamar Chase, LSU. He's been the guy. Everybody's known the guy. Don't overthink it, Detroit. They're taking Jamar Chase. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Find out more about it at fau.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program has spent 21 years sending its students into college-level athletics, into local sports commissions, into pro sports. 
Uh, we're talking big time. We're talking local level. We're talking network television, Monday night football, uh, college football, the football playoff series. I mean, there are such a wide array of jobs, and the FAU MBA Sport Management Program has directed so many of its students into different realms of sports business. There are so many success stories. It would take me a whole hour to go through all of them. Find out more at fau.edu slash sport. fau.edu slash sport. Right now, sign-ups for summer semester classes, fall semester classes as well. You can take them remote. You can take them on campus. The capabilities are there. And these courses are taught by people already in the sports industry, already in sports business. You're not reading everything out of a textbook. You're not taking someone's word for it. No, this is legitimate. This is people. These are people that are absolutely in the business. They are teaching you firsthand what it is to be in the sports industry. Take advantage of this. Whether you're right out of school, whether you're looking to transition into sports and you've been doing something for years and years and years and years, and you just want to make a change, it's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Dr. Reardon, love you, man. Appreciate you. 21 years. Again, he's been in charge, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Let's head to the phone. Steve's in West Palm. Steve, you're on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Coquel, you know that cereal already has sugar on it, right? Because you didn't put any more on it because either that or you drank a bunch of Red Bulls before you uh He's insane, right? Breakfast. He is insane. You yeah, think- it's just... Steve... Steve, four picks and one comment. I know, I know. Like you, you heard Steve how annoyed I was that we're even doing this. I'm allowing to do one at a time, and he just rolled off four straight picks there because he's getting greedy. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's really unprofessional, yeah. if I may say so myself. Steve, you think I'm excited now? Just wait, because the Panthers are taking Devontae Smith from Alabama at eight. And oh boy, who are the Broncos going to take? Who are the Broncos going to take? He's Coquel. I'm Ken LaVica, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like... Hey! Pick up your phone now, because it's time to play Know Your Draft. Why should you play? Because if you win head-to-head today, as we test your NFL draft knowledge, you are coming... To PB Casey on Thursday night, Paddock Restaurant to hang with Coquel and I and Santonio Holmes and a bunch of football fans and watch the draft and eat your face off and drink and have some fun sending you into the weekend. Again, this is Thursday night, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. The lines are open. Get in now. Your chance to play Know Your Draft. And so what does Thursday night entail? Well, the doors open at 5 o'clock at the Paddock Restaurant at PBKC. At 6 o'clock, it's a special edition of Ken LaVica Live. Myself and Coquel are going to be out there. Santonio Holmes is going to be there as well. And he's going to be meeting with fans, and he's going to be telling stories. If you've never heard Santonio Holmes pl- uh, tell stories specifically about the catch the touchdown catch, the Super Bowl championship winning catch, the Super Bowl MVP. Well, it's well worth it. San Antonio Holmes is going to be there. Buffet, just an, an absolutely absurd buffet. Food and drink. And we're giving you and a guest a $100 gambling voucher, a $100 gambling voucher, and a $50 tab. If you play and win, know your draft. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. The number one more time. 888-760-3776. If you're just joining us, you have missed an awful lot. So make sure to subscribe to the Ken LaVica Live featuring Coquel podcast. Get it wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'll subscribe to it. You can get it right to your phone every day after we wrap up here on ESPN 106.3. It certainly looks like now that there is heavy interest with the Patriots and uh, or the, uh, with the Falcons, I should say, and Kyle Pitts, that is super frustrating for me because I wanted him to be there at 6. But then there's also 
coming out today, if you watch Get Up this morning, Diana Rossini, she says and claims that the Niners still don't know what they're doing at three. And we'll play that in in just a moment. Again, Diana Rossini of ESPN was on Get Up this morning and says that we're three days out and the Niners still don't know what they're doing at three. Let's get these phone lines uh, filled up here for Know Your Draft, 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. And again, if you win Know Your Draft, we'll play it in just a couple of minutes, you are getting an in for you and a guest. Thursday night, PBKC, Paddock Restaurant, $100 gambling voucher. That's absurd. $100 gambling voucher, $50 tab for food and drink with the buffet, with the bar they've got there at Paddock Restaurant, and you're watching the draft with myself and Coquel, who are going to be broadcasting live, and Santonio Holmes will be there as well. All of that just for winning another edition of Know Your Draft. Here's the number again, 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN, 888-760-3776. So Diana Rossini on Get Up This Morning, and this is what she had to say when she was asked about the 49ers, what the thought process is at number three overall. When we look back and they traded up, they had their eyes on Mac Jones. That's when all signs were pointing to Mac Jones. And it made so much sense. His accuracy, his strong pocket presence, his high football intellect. It almost screamed Kyle Shanahan and what he likes. But of course, we've seen more quarterbacks work out. We've seen more pro days. And they've done more homework on other guys. So now here the 49ers are on Monday, just a few days away. And they are still making a decision here. So, Coquel, do you buy that the Niners still don't know what they're doing? I mean, come on. We're talking about an organization. It's not like they're also Rands. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago. It seems like it's Mac Jones versus Trey Lance. Do you really think the Niners are still undecided uh, just over 72 hours out? Because I'm having a hard time believing that. How can that be? Like that, How is that possible? I, 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 I am a firm believer that NFL teams, more often than not, we're talking about the nitpickiest people imaginable. We're talking about some of the greatest pre-planners imaginable. I can't imagine that... Kyle Shanahan and the Niners don't know what they're doing yet. Like, that has to be a smokescreen. But what is the smokescreen for? Yeah, I don't get the motive behind it. You're right. I don't I don't know what the end game would be. Would it be something with the Dolphins trying to get them to trade up, saying, hey, we want one of the two quarterbacks. You can get pits, and we're going to be good either way, so you're good to trade up. But like, we're willing – like, a signal to the Dolphins, like, hey, we're willing to trade back too because we like both guys, and if someone goes to five, we're happy. Yeah. So, Dolphins, throw us some uh, trade stuff. Yeah, I suppose – Actually, I, I'm sorry, the three, but you know what I'm saying, because the Bengals down Burrow. But, man, that would be so stupid for the Dolphins to give away the number three pick and then trade back up to number three to try and grab someone when they could have just stayed put. But I just that. don't what else, could I, be, what else could be they doing? You have to know. I mean, I just, I because, again, it doesn't seem like Justin Fields is one in their plans, and Mel Kuyper was today saying that, you know, to him, Justin Fields is the top-rated quarterback on the board, uh, but it's become clear to him, people that he's talked to, that it's going to come down to Mac Jones or to um, Trey Lance. So maybe there's some ulterior motive with with Justin Fields there, uh, where a team is like, uh-oh, I, I actually really wanted Trey Lance. I thought Trey Lance would fall to 9 or 10, and it never actually uh, materialized or might not might not materialize. I need to trade up. Yeah, I, I have a hard time believing, though. I don't doubt Diana Rossini's reporting. And reporters, just a little peek behind the curtain, reporters get told a lot of things by agents, by team personnel. It's all game playing. It's all um, posturing at this point. What's truth generally isn't truth. Um, what seems far-fetched sometimes isn't so far-fetched. Diana Rossini, I'm sure her, her reporting is sound, but I don't buy that the 49ers don't actually know uh, what they're doing here. That would be stunning. That would be concerning for me if I was actually a, um, a, a 49ers fan. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. We playing some Know Your Draft here, Coquel? Why don't you go ahead and do your thing. I know do your thing because I know you want to do your thing. 
New Year Draft! Okay, great. Dave is in Wellington. Dave, this is your chance to hang with us Thursday night. You and a guest at PBKC, Paddock Restaurant, night one of the NFL Draft. We're going to be there broadcasting. San Antonio Holmes is going to be there. And most importantly, you get a $100 gambling voucher and a $50 tab. Dave in Wellington, are you ready to play Know Your Draft? Let's play. All right. The Bears took this North Carolina quarterback second overall in 2017, allowing Patrick Mahomes to fall to the Chiefs at 10. Patrick, it's Majewski. Terrible name. (laughs) Judges? Was that? I mean, I might as well call him Mabitsky from now on. All right. All right, we're going Mitch Trubisky. All right, Dave, you got it. Mitchell Trubisky is what he was trying to say. It was close <laughs> enough. We have very, very open-minded judges here. Dave, you're going to hang out with us Thursday night, okay? Awesome, awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, Dave in Wellington uh, is uh, is headed to Palm Beach Kennel Club on Thursday, Paddock Restaurant with myself and Coquel and Santonio Holmes. And hopefully Dave can properly pronounce the name of Santonio Holmes when he meets him on Thursday. I think that was a Mabriski, a Mabliski, a Nabriski. It was close enough, though. We'll definitely take it. And we're going to be playing Know Your Draft again tomorrow, final day of Know Your Draft tomorrow here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, what what exactly was it Nabriski that he busted out for us? <laughs> In his defense, he was delivering pizzas and calling into the show and the customers waving him down (laughs) i love it congrats dave he's excited to be here absolutely excellent i absolutely love that do you know what else is exciting (sighs) (laughs) is this what we've been talking about trey lance trey lance may be going they said to the niners i mean follow the coquel mac draft obviously that's mac jones so denver Elway gets his big-armed quarterback. I don't care if Elway still doesn't run the team. He looks like the mascot, so it's still his team. Trey Lance to the Denver Broncos. Trey Lance to the Denver Broncos. What number was that, nine? That is number nine. Oh, you want ten? (laughs) Joey Jupiter, are you ready? Your Dallas Cowboys select Patrick Sertain, cornerback, Alabama, the first defensive player off the board. Okay, good. Uh, if you recall, we started the show with uh, Coquel revealing that he's brought lunch into the office, a 41-year-old man who's going to be eating lunch in an office setting. We ask you the question whether or not it is acceptable for that actually to take place. An overwhelming amount of you on Twitter, on our Twitter poll at ESPN West Palm, say yes. In fact, 77% of that uh, of these people say yes. Smart but people. Then we also ask, because Coquel is a chronic toothbrusher at the office, if you brush your teeth at the office and we go to twitter where lemdog 68 tweets i do but i teach and i have a sink in my classroom plus i wear invisalign so i try to make sure my teeth aren't sitting in junk all day this sounds like you kind of i mean he's right you gotta brush your teeth you you, you want filth and you have that monster rotting your teeth all day unless monster wants to be a partner then it'll clean your teeth while you sit here Again, this is not. There's no sugar in this monster that I'm drinking. It's still got. It's like acid. It's green. By the way, my good friend Ben Volan of the Boston Globe covers the Patriots. Used to be at the Palm Beach Post covering the Dolphins. He just tweeted the following: So far today, Mel Kiper would be quote very surprised if the Patriots quote didn't move up from 15. Todd McShay, Pats are quote more likely to move back than up. Peter King, Garoppolo could be quote more available than he's been. Tom Pelissaro, Patriots are trying to trade into top 10. Everyone's saying a different thing about what the Patriots or former Patriots quarterbacks are going to do come Thursday night. It's draft season, baby. No one knows a damn thing, including us. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick, and we've been live on ESPN 106.3.